Uga Buga, Tamanolu, Nanaru, Mamishu, Balali, Baba. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, este General Romero. This is Mile. This is Joey Janela. This is the self-made savage cash flow Cambroe. This is MBK Murder by Kicks, Matt Travis. Gentlemen, this is the superhero Monte. This is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, as if you didn't already know, and I'm better than you. This is the man of steel, Mike Verna. This is the great and powerful Big O. Green Machine, Mike Orlando. This is Ms. New York. This is Nikki Adams. What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the effing machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. Hello, this is Ricochet. Hey, guys, this is Sonia Strong. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We cut all the bullshit and talk about the weird and wacky bullshit in the world of pro wrestling every single week. I am Avenging Ben, and back from the dead this week, it's straight from the dairy aisle. Oh, Milk Mike. And joining us as always is the law. Pray, Rumble. What the? I get Gradle scene? Really? Why not? Down on my neck, I'm gonna take you and see your power. I'm gonna voice, I'm gonna speak prayer. Okay. okay, I think we get the picture. We played that song for more than 30 seconds. My ears are bleeding. Silly. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> It's, it's like my ears. It's like my ears are bleeding. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. So, good. so, so, Mike, you feeling better this week? Much better, thank you, and good job uh, on last week, guys. Yeah, we much. did good. We did good, and we did good in my father's eyes. You mean boo boo? Oh, oh, oh boo boo! Oh, boo boo! I do not know how he got in. Yes, the truth has been revealed. My father is former WWF champion, Boo Boo J. Schnagenheimer. Wait, former? Uh, okay. His reign, you may not know, but his reign was so good that they had to write him out of the record books because his reign was simply too good and he overshadowed everyone else. Oh, yeah. oh, but there's like, no film Exactly. All of his footage was so fantastic. It actually melted people's faces from sheer awesomeness. It had all to be destroyed so no one would ever die. Hold on, let me look this up. Uh, yeah, you're bullshit. <laughs> Prove me wrong. He, you know what's Prove funny? He started wrong. this show by saying, we're going to cut the bullshit, but we start out with bullshit. Um, uh, well, the other thing like... I said was, we go <laughs> wait till the wall review. That was wait, bullshit. Oh. oh, wait, we'll get there in a minute. Save yeah, it. I know what that... you... I don't know what you want to say, and I'll let you get to that in a little bit. First off, warning, this episode, not for children. Just going to put that out there, and you'll know why when we get to the second half. We but started the, the episode I, with bullshit. Yep. The, oh, but the other thing. Just stop. No kidding. But the other thing, the other thing I said <laughs> oh, was. Oh, shit we titties. Talked, we talked about the, world, the weird and wild world of professional wrestling. Let's get to a little bit of that weird wrestling news this week. Have you guys heard of this whole Jim Cornette, Vince Russo restraining order bullshit? Oh, shit titties. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Mike? Jim Cornette and Vince Russo back at it again with the fucking restraining orders. 
Oh, yeah, so can one of you take me through this? Because I sort of made this rule to stop paying attention mm. to anything that involves Vince Russo. If you don't know why, go and pay. Go watch our Bash at the Beach review. Well, I think it's the right thing to do because he feels threatened. So, sorry, but I guess a restraining order is required. Is this going to end this feud? Hell it no. Was because Cornette threatened him. Like, he said he's going to, like, find him and beat the shit out of him or something. Not just basically, him, but his ba- family. Basically, this is what happened. So Jim Cornette was doing one of his podcasts, and towards the end of his one of his episodes, he got into a dark place and said something to the effect of, Vince Russo, I have something very special for you, and it's going to be something you and your family enjoy. What the fuck Yeah, so that? they were scared because they're like, wait a second. Does he have a gun? Does he have a knife? Is he going to kill someone? So I have a gift for you, and it's the Lord's holy bullets. <laughs> and apparently they both live in the same state. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else think maybe this is all a work and they're just trying to get more attention? No. No, the promos they were cutting on each other for a big fight, that was a work. This. No, but no. I feel like this is all a work. Come on. They're fucking trying to get more attention. They're both guys that people haven't been talking about. It's like they know. It's like Eric Bischoff. Fuck, I can't even say his name. Eric Bischoff's motto: controversy creates cash. So they both just want to be in the limelight again. Oh, we're gonna fucking argue, argue, and the fans are gonna eat it up. Who would actually win in a one-on-one fight? Is my question. Between Uh, Russo and Cornette, I'll say Cornette because he has the fucking paddles. Tennis racket. (laughs) He has the tennis racket. I don't want to say Vince Russo because he's from New York, bro. I'm gonna bro, go with... he's going to hit him with a taxi, bro. He's going to hit him with a baseball Sammy bat, Zane, bro. bro. Yeah, buggy arm motherfuckers, let me tell you something. That motherfucker Russo don't know nothing about being a Fucking right in the pussy. Yeah, motherfucker, that motherfucker right in the pussy. <laughs> Wait, Mike, he's going to do what you were talking about during Raw this week. He's going to get a Jeep and go... <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wait, what is that car, Mike? It's a Jeep. Beep, beep. <laughs> it's a Jeep. Beep, beep, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking fantastic. But oh, yes, we're so stupid. Jim Cornette and Vince Very Russo. Stupid. They will fight until they are both in the grave. So next up, uh, so some big news we did miss, and we're going to give our thoughts on it, and which Mike very emphatically told us off the air. We never talked about the commercial unveiling who was on the cover for WWE 2K18. You stupid motherfuckers forgot the most important thing last week. We've mentioned everything else. We just didn't think gaming is the biggest news. Surprise, motherfucker. Okay, surprise, it is big news, sorry. So, for those not in the know, Seth Rollins has been announced, the King Slayer has been announced as the cover boy for WWE 2K18, and they did it with a really good commercial of him going into a WWE warehouse, destroying, smashing, and burning a lot of WWE uh, memorabilia and, like, props. He destroyed, like, Ric Flair's robe, Undertaker's coffin and clothes, he destroyed, like, Triple Kurt Angle's boots, he destroyed a bunch of title belts, he smashed Andre the Giant's statue's head off, and I'm pretty sure he committed manslaughter by leaving an innocent guard in a building to die, but I think we're going to forget that. Yeah, he killed them, basically. Did anybody notice that? That, that? That's the thing about the commercial that's really fucking bugging me. Okay, he knocks out the guard, the guard pulls the switch, we never see that guard get out of there, so... <laughs> and he's technically dead. Manslaughter Finish and him! Yeah, basically, he finished them. He killed them, all right. You know what's funny, though? That this is... the Basically, the concept of the commercial 
is if you ever saw Harold and Kumar's road trip to White Castle, yeah. they basically said, burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> and that <laughs> motherfucker down. Burn this motherfucker down. Save the French fries, but burn this motherfucker down. Save the Undertaker's hat, but burn this motherfucker down. I think that's the only thing that didn't burn was Undertaker's fucking hat. Again, because wow. I think that's what they're planning to do for the actual like deluxe edition is to have Taker's story once more. So that's probably like their concept. Oh, we're not going to touch Undertaker. Coming soon. So that was the thing, though. But like overall, Mike, I, did you enjoy this commercial more than the one from last year? Thank God there was no song. Thank oh, God what's... there was no song. Oh, Mike, do you mean when you're alone, no, just getting you lonely, you can always go downtown. downtown. Where are my scissors? <laughs> no, I thought you'd jump off roof. WrestleMania eh. 22? That was a great song, but that wasn't the one we were talking about. That was Whatever. actually the first Mania I ever saw was 22. Hmm. Great Mania. And, uh, next, and next up, the next bit of indie news right here. and the one. Well, there's two involving TNA. Mike, I know there's one you wanted to talk about involving Rebby Hardy, so I'm going to let you take that for a bit. Basically, Jeff, Jar- Jeff Jarrett, back at it again with slamming the Hardys and causing Rebby Sky to flip the fuck out on Twitter yet again. Basically, in an interview, he's saying that we have the case won. Uh, the Hardys don't own it. We do. And basically, Rebby Hardy, in response, said, oh, you want to keep talking shit about us? How about you tell the people about your DUI? And then basically, Rebby posted the whole DUI on Twitter. And then there was fans that were in retaliation saying, you shouldn't talk. Look at this. And it's a photo of her, like her mugshot and Matt Hardy's. Because oh. it's kind of be- they're kind of being hypocritical because Rebby knows she has a longer rap sheet than Jeff Jarrett does. Smoke. So Object. her and Matt have done worse. They've fucking gotten caught with narcotics, been with DUIs. They basically have, they should have served jail time. So she's kind of being like fucking hypocritical. And it's like, just leave the case alone. Hardys are doing great in the WWE. They don't need to be broken at this point. Basically, I'm going to say this once and I'll never say it again. Rebby Hardy needs to shut the fuck up. It was Her funny and Donald at, it, Trump it, it, need to take Twitter account. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. It. it was funny at first when she was tweeting the fuck that owl. Now it's basically she's going after him personally. And the more she does this, the more the case is going to fucking go towards the Jarrett's. Agreed. And but the thing that's, the is reason, that's the reason why there's no broken gimmick because of the lawsuit and the fact that Rebby just will not shut the fuck up. You well, have the two thing kids. Is, take well, the care thing of is, them. The thing is, like the Hardys have already started dropping little hints here and there, and Matt himself said it's all a matter of when, not if. So I guarantee you, by like by by at least the Royal Rumble or at least after SummerSlam, we're gonna see we're gonna see the broken gimmick in WWE. Yeah, because probably Jeff Jarrett is like, okay, I'll let you guys use the gimmick. But stop fucking doing this to his ego. You're persuading this case in another direction. It's like, just stop. Let it be. Time will tell and time will set his course. But Rebby keeps doing this and fucking diminishing the name. It's like, leave it alone. Legal issues have already been settled. You don't have to keep bashing him on Twitter. Just this take is, Rebby Cardi's Twitter away. This is a life lesson. Account. 
this is a life lesson for everybody that's listening to the show. Don't piss off a Latina. Yeah. See, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. No, you just a Latina scorned. Latina Especially a Latina chick. That's Ooh, from Brooklyn. From, uh, speaking as New Yorkers, yeah. Speaking as a Latino, yes. All right, and the final bit of news we're going to be talking about on this half of the show is TNA is apparently having a pay-per-view. What the fuck is that about? Why am I the only one that's excited for the pay-per-view on Sunday? Right, because I swear to God, I'm going to fucking talk to you after the recording. I need to snap you, you out suck. of it. But You're it's the TNA. Oh, oh, interesting little bit of pre-GAWP history for you guys. Back when we were just, you know, shooting the shit on social media and just starting to get to know each other, one of the first things we all did was live watch uh, TNA Slammiversary together. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we, um, and we all, we all like normal people with uh, two brain cells <laughs> up together torrented it, while the law over here decided to pay the 40-something, 50 bucks for it. Because I have money like that. Get over here! So, oh, it's Slammiversary. What exactly is going down on the show? I don't even know. I gave up on TNA. <sighs> well, let's, let, let me tell you what's going to happen on this fucking pay-per-view. Alberto El Patron versus Lashley. Unification match. Pages ex-boyfriend. With King Mo that is still under a contract with this fucking company. And Alberto is going to have his father in his corner. Legendary luchador. No Mascaris. It's going to be interesting to see... That asshole. A, a luch- Why is he an asshole? <laughs> you racist mother... It's nothing to do with race. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. He's an asshole. How do you know that? He just got into the Hall of Fame like two years ago. <laughs> Dude, it was longer than that. I know, I just can't it's remember what year it sounds like. <laughs> Scott Steiner, who's in his fucking 50s, who's flabby as all goddamn hell, is in a match Sunday with... For fuck's sake, Josh Matthews. I thought he... Jay, oh, God. Jeremy Borash and Joseph Park. A.K.A. Abyss. Yeah. Right. The gimmick is that he's not Abyss, but he so, keeps turning into Abyss for a minute. Yeah, so it's... Stupid. So, uh, Ray, we know your feelings on it, but Mike, on the count of three, are we going to be watching this? One, two, three. No! And that does it for that. And now that we've gotten through all of the news for the week... We're actually going to go in reverse this week. We usually talk about Raw first, then SmackDown. This time we're going to flip it in reverse. So we're going to talk about SmackDown first and then Raw because Raw after the break because there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to when it comes to Raw. Of course, yes. Ben wants to take it from behind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, if there's any more indie, if there's any more indie news, we'll cover it near the end of the show. If anything uh, comes to, if anything comes across our desk yeah, before the end of the show, if anything breaks during the recording, we'll let you guys know. Definitely. And but, uh, so, as, as, as far as for SmackDown, there are only two, well, three major things to talk about. First of all, another amazing fashion vice segment. I love the fashion vice segments. It was it was hilarious. It's like best use of the Ascension. In months. Other than... In years. Uh, in years. Other than South Pole Regional Wrestling. Other than South Pole Regional Wrestling. But that. again... Ooh. But this was... This was friggin' hysterical. And like, oh my god. 
just them taking the concert tickets like very silently at the end. I was fucking dying. That's why I like the Fashion File segment so much. I think they're they're sort of in the same tone as Southpaw Regional Wrestling. They sort of have that tone. Yeah, I guess. Are, are, are they going to let them do the gimmicks on TV? No. Would we like to see them do it on TV? Yes. They should, but more than likely that's not going to happen. Yeah, so another good segment of Fashion Vice. We don't know where it's going. We don't know who Brazongo's going to feud with, but that's all a mystery. It might uh, just but, be an NXT team. That's all I said. But what isn't a mystery is the fact that they just gave the briefcase back to Carmella. They just redid the match with so they, a better finish. They basically just, yeah, this is what I tweeted out last night. So it's the same match, just with the better ending. Why were they scared to use a ladder? <laughs> The, they, the were doing so, they were doing so many high spot moves or just high impact moves in this match without ladders. Like, ladders were right there. They wouldn't use the ladders. Natalia did an awesome powerbomb that she dropped. I think it was Charlotte on her neck. Would have looked so much better on a ladder. <laughs> on a ladder. They did this move where somebody got, like, suplex on the outside. Would have looked cooler on a ladder. It's like, this is my like problem. Like, I get it, movie. though. But they're, it's like, they're, like they promise us this shit, but they never go all the way with it. It's just like, we're going to do the first ever female money in the bank match. But you're delicate women. We don't want to hurt you or your pretty faces. So just, you know, be careful. You have to do a photo shoot afterwards. So we need you to be 100% for that, okay? Yeah. Look at Nikki. Be like Nikki. Be like Nikki, the one who doesn't wrestle and the one who gets us, like, news attention or fucking whatever. Oh, Fuck God. Nikki Pellup. Fuck Nikki Bella. Her uh, boyfriend's coming back next week. Yeah, well, I like her boyfriend. Oh, you mean the only reason? The only reason that she's getting any friggin' attention? God damn don't it! Don't say that. Come on. <laughs> we, don't right. we don't want to anger that man. Oh god. Do you Joe want Babel John Cena to come after us? Ugh, man. Yeah, we get we get more attention for the show. Podcast do you, idiots. Do you, do, you want, do you want John Cena to pull a Roman Reigns and call us Marks? No. I don't think Zeno would do that. He'll probably beat the shit out of us. Oh, Roman Reigns Marks. does that. Check his Twitter. <laughs> he calls people Marks. We'll be on TMZ. Three podcast idiots get beat up by John Zena. But what podcast were they from? We don't what? know. Nobody <laughs> no, they probably say it wrong. They probably so, say it wrong. We were thinking Ginger's next challenger was John Cena. We were wrong. It's Randy Orton. And of course, the third. They're, they're, they're bringing a match back that happened 10 years ago, and I flipped the fuck out. Not in a good way, a bad way. So, Randy demands another match. He gets it. Land of opportunity. Remember that. Remember that when they keep saying it on fucking TV every week. So then, the thing was, Jinder could pick the stip. Oh, boy. At, at that point, we all went, oh, no. We know what was. We all knew what was coming, but you so, didn't want to believe it. So he comes out, and he's speaking in Punjabi. And about the And everybody in the crowd goes, "What?" And then Jinder just spills it out that at Battleground, we're having a Punjabi prison match for the WWE Championship. And about the Which, if you remember, was contested. <laughs> and, 
And on an unrelated note, I jumped off my fucking roof. He did. He did. There's a gif of him jumping off his roof on our Twitter right now. <laughs> I broke I, I broke my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he broke his neck, his back, his pussy, and his crack. So, Mike, you are not a That is one of the worst stipulation matches WWE has ever created. And now, not, my, oh, now watch, now watch. weeks. In five weeks, they're going to prove me wrong. It's going to be a fucking six-star match. <laughs> it's the next. <laughs> it's going to be the next Omega Okada, too. It's going to get seven stars. Oh, my God. It's going to get but... eight-star eight eight-star <laughs> match. But also, did you find it funny that as soon as he said Punjabi Prison, they immediately showed it to us to be like, in case you morons don't know what it is, here it is. <laughs> Because it has been 10 years since they did it. 10 years in WWE time is a long time. But does it? But I know it's scripted, but we're not that fucking stupid. Does this mean that we have to do No Mercy 2007 on a GAWP throwback? Nope. Yep. That was a horrible pay per view. Nope. <laughs> we just I like, I like, I like, I like, 2000. No Mercy 2007 was awesome. Triple H wrestled three times. Yeah, that story was awesome. I loved that. Oh, God. This is clearly a debate for another day. We'll debate the merits of No Mercy 2007 another night. But let's talk about this. Do you guys like the fact that they're bringing a Punjabi prison match back with Tinder and Randy Orton? Yes, because here's why. I don't see a problem with it. Actually, here's my reasoning why. We've only ever seen it with Big Show and the great Kali. Well, and bear in mind, this was 2006 Big Show. Like, the Big Show who was, like, having heart problems and could barely move. Yeah, the first the first Punjabi prison was Big Show and Taker because it was supposed to be uh, Taker and Kali, but Kali failed a drug test. So they put the Big Show in last minute. And then the second one, they did put Kali in there with Batista. And now, the was, second. Ooh, oof. Oof, oof. Not good. So my reason for actually being excited is it is you have Randy and Gender, and their matches have been pretty good for the most part. So I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to give them a chance. Ray, what about you? I see no problem with it. I'm hoping they actually do pull something good out of it. The story has been working. Time will tell if the gimmick works, but Mike is already underselling it. So let's wait, 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 wait. What story have they been telling? <laughs> what? Where's the story? The modern day Maharaja. Maharaja. There you go. Jinder modern day. Jinder, before winning that six-pack challenge, lost every match. He won his matches going into the pay-per-view. He won the belt. Then he beats Mojo Raleigh, and then Randy gets his rematch. They put, he, he, Randy gets pissed off because the Bollywood boys attack his father, and now... He just wants to fucking beat his ass up in a Punjabi prison. That's your story? Perfect story. Okay, the story is kind of if, a muddle. If, if you best, think it's but... perfect, I should smack you. Oh, my I'm God. So, so while Mike... my balls versus Blandy Orton. Fucking right now. So, Great. in fact... God so... only knows who Ginger's facing at SummerSlam. Probably going to be Cena. Probably going to be Cena. So before we go into no, the break, I, no, I think I think Cena's gonna win that fucking battle royal they have it next week. It's gonna be him and Owens at the. Like a mouse. Oh, that's actually that is actually a better idea. The new 
The, the, I know you love. It's not a better face. idea. I know you, you know love. Who's gonna win? But Mike, don't you love the new face of America gimmick? I know it's your favorite. I think Mike Bennett's gonna win that battle royal. Mm. Oh no 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 no! Because he's busy with Sami Zayn now. That was hilarious, by ole, the way. Ole, ole, They're doing their thing at the top of the ramp, like, this is the greatest, greatest, greatest love They're doing that shit at the top of the ramp, and then Sami Zayn, and then Sami Zayn comes out and does his thing, and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you. That, that was actually pretty funny. I like that. Yep. Is that Sammy the Zane, question that Sammy, we brought up? Did Sammy Sammy Jericho Zane. and Mike Bennett ever have a match? Sami Zayn can take about just anybody to a good match, so I have a feeling he can take Bennett to at least a decent match, so we'll see what happens there. So is there anything else on SmackDown before we uh, before we take it into break? They're, they're advertising a wrap-off next week. And on another note, Mike jumped off a cliff. Again. No, first time it was off my house. Then I went to a fucking mountain and jumped off the cliff. All yelling, beat that. Wait, no, not going to say it. <laughs> Not gonna say it. Wait, wait till after uh, the break. Then we can say it. So on that, okay. no, we no are kids weird. after the break. No if kids you after the left break. Yeah, leave. All yeah. right, because we uh, we don't normally do this, but yeah, viewer discretion advised because we're gonna have some pretty some some risque words in there, and I think if you watch Raw, you know what we're talking about. So we will be right back after these words from our sponsors. Let's hope they're normal this week. We will be right back. My theme music again. What the fuck kind of fucking... Ah, fuck it, whatever. Alright, if you fucking piles of shit want to go and follow the General Admission Wrestling Podcast with that fucking piece of shit Avenging Men and that fat Guido whole milk Mike, here's what you can do. Follow the fucking Facebook page at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. You got that? And then you can follow them on their fucking Twitter. You can follow them on that shit. At the GAWP show. Surprise, you got all motherfucker. That? Or is my fucking is my fucking drinking problem giving me dyslexia? Uh, anyway, this has been Seamus O'Shea, Ireland's most renowned drinking fucking priest, telling you that if you fucking cross me like that fucking asshole Mikey Mittens, I'm gonna take this cross and shove it so far down your fucking throat, you'll be shitting Jesus for a week. Now get the fuck out of my face. That's nasty. Your Honor may please the court. Yes, it is I, the Law Ray Ramundo, reminding all of you that you now cannot be a simpleton and purchase yourself 
the new Law Ray Ramundo Effin Law t-shirt. Now, at the GAWP Tee Public Shop. You can now follow the law and prove to your friends that you are not a simpleton. You listen to this show, but you know you listen for me. Thank you, and this is the law reminding you always, follow the law. Smoke weed every day. Too many come out Mike, can you believe that, that that asshole actually was able to hack into our tea public store and actually get himself a fucking shirt? I don't know. Talk to the DJ about that one. Yeah, DJ, where the fuck are you on that one? I thought you were supposed to be guarding like our fucking online formats and shit. Well, to anybody who's listening, smoke. before we get back into the show, here's where you can get the real awesome t-shirts. If you like me or Mike and you want to wear a t-shirt to support us, not only can you get the classic General Admission Wrestling Podcast design, the Doodle Caricature design, and the NWO Wolfpack and Classic designs available at our Tee Public Store, but we have a shitload of brand new t-shirts available right now, not only for that fuckface Ray Raimundo and the... And that asshole Matt the Daddy Koffler, who actually managed to get two shirts on the friggin' store. I don't know how that shit Yeah, happened. DJ, please explain that one to me. I don't know. I don't know how Matt the Daddy Koffler gets one t-shirt, let alone two. But if you love us, the dudes whose faces are on the fucking cover for this shit, you can get yourself, in dedication to my man Whole Milk Mike, you can get yourself a king of a whole milk of milk style t-shirt in in tribute to Shinsuke Nakamura on the T Public Store right now. And if you like me, you can get the Avenging Frickin' Ben Benjamin t-shirt in tribute to Seth Rollins, also on our T Public Store. So kick us a little bit of money, and who knows, maybe we could quit our day jobs and do this full-time. And when you buy your t-shirt, send it to us, and we'll share it on all social media platforms. And you can take a picture of yourself wearing that fine pre-shrunk cotton t-shirt and hashtag that shit. G-A-W-P Nation, and we'll put you up on the next live stream as it's going by. So hashtag G-A-W-P Nation and hit up our Public shop at tpublic.com slash G-A-W-P and go get yourself some fine, some fine cotton clothing because good God, why the the fuck should you be walking around wearing any t-shirt when you could be wearing our t-shirts? Buy mine. Buy mine. And we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Okay, this just came across our feed when we... Okay, listen, we were going to talk about Raw, but some things come up. And, you know, we wouldn't ordinarily do this. And listen, I had an, I've had an issue in the past with hijacking the show and, over, and like overstepping my boundaries and friggin' just, just talking too much. But, Mike, you got to let me take this for just a minute, okay? By the way, we are going to talk about Rob, but I'm going to let Ben take the floor yep. for a couple we minutes. We give you permission, Ben. Shoot. All right. So for those who don't know, I, on the side, help out with a lot of different indie promotions. Oh, the shoots are coming. Get ready. The shoots are coming. I work for a lot of different promotions in New York on a, like, in different levels. Uh, I won't go into detail, but I do commentary on occasion for Fight the World Wrestling. And I did it for their show, Boulevard of Broken Bones. And they liked me enough that they said, hey, come on down to Ice Cold Body Slams this past weekend. We're running alongside Evolve. Come on down. We'll let you do commentary again. Okay. 
I leave work early. I should have left earlier. And long story short, my Uber was horrible. Went for Uber Pool, should have gotten Uber X. I didn't get there on time. I was late. They gave it to a good friend of ours uh, named Christian. They gave it this spot to him and another gentleman known as Wesley Bowles, who I've never met, but apparently he was, or I was told purportedly to be some kind of professional or at least some skilled commentator. So I'm like, I was pissed. I, I lost my shot, but they said, hey, we'll give you another shot at another point. Your Uber sucked, whatever. The guys who run FTW, which I won't disclose because they're nice, because on, like, on the whole, they're nice guys. They were very courteous and they were just like, hey, listen, it wasn't your, wasn't your fucking fault. We'll give you another shot at some point. So very courteous. What I was just informed of, I saw red and I'm ready to fuck, because you got to understand here, I blew 15 bucks trying to get to this place and then you're told you can't do commentary. It's, it's friggin' frustrating, but I'm like, whatever. These guys probably know what they're doing. I've just been informed that apparently this Wesley Bowles motherfucker wasn't even supposed to be on commentary. And from what I'm getting right, he snuck in, bullshitted his way onto commentary without telling them, and just did the show without anybody knowing. And it was just like, goddamn, wow. So I lost my shot at commentary because some asshole cheated his way onto it. Wesley Bowles, or Wesley Balls as we're all calling him. God damn it. So all promoters listening out there, this asshole's name is Wesley Bowles, B-O-L-L-S. And yeah, he bullshitted his way onto FTW commentary and he stole my spot out from underneath me. Listen, I'm just getting started in this industry. I want to take the shots where I can get them. I want to hone my craft. I can't do that when ass scummy assholes like this are trying to cheat their way into doing it. So yeah, Wesley Balls, go suck a dick and fuck off. For and if I see you attempting to steal my commentary spot from me again, I am going to kick the shit out of you. And apparently, from what I'm being told, he gave his commentary tapes to the camera crew without everybody knowing. So this dude pulled a fucking espionage operation to cheat his way into commentary. So, wow. Piece of shit. Shoot over. Balls out. All right, now let's talk about Raw. Wow, I'm like that motherfucker on fire. Okay, maybe that's a little harsh, but I will I'll be. I'll, jail, I'll give him a stern. I definitely give him. I'll definitely give him a stern talking to. Oh. Yeah, he looks bigger oh, than you, you Ben. I don't think you can beat him up. You tell him to sit in the corner. <laughs> I'll tell him to sit in the corner. By the way, he's then he's gonna find this and he say, "Oh, he's threatening me," and he's gonna get in a restraining order like 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 Vince Russo. I'm not threatening him physically. I'm just saying, dude, you do that again, I will take action and I will report you to the people who can actually actually do something. I that will get you blackballed from shows. Ooh, Ben learned terms in wrestling. Blackball. <laughs> so, okay. Let's talk about <laughs> Raw. You want to go through like the most important stuff that happens on Raw? Uh, I need to catch my breath, so you take it for a sec. Ring-a-ding-ding, okay, ding, baby. All right, right. Let's have some fun here. Oh, well, here so, we go. Let's talk from bowl to ball. Well, let's start off with how Raw started. For the second week I don't want to. Come on. It was the same shit from last week. It was the start of another entrance. Roman Reigns. Right. Roman Reigns. Ambulance. Me and Mike are watching Raw, and we're like, wait, Scott Steiner? 
He's playing double duty this week. Wait. By the, no, by the way, we weren't the only people that only people that said that. So don't look at us. A few people did tweet it out. Yeah, a few people were tweeting out. Scott Steiner's coming raw. <laughs> we're like, okay, no, Braun Strowman's gonna come out of the back of the ambulance, beat up Roman. We're done. Roman opens. No Braun. We're like, oh shit, maybe it is Steiner. Nope, Braun Strowman is in the front of the ambulance. Basically, almost kills Roman with a spot that he throws him from the stage toward the ambulance. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's he, not a good he, pump. He, he threw him like a fucking dart. And I was like, bah! And I'm like, oh, shit, Roman's dead. I was fine, but then the landing didn't help. No, because he basically has to hit his head going down like, oh, God, this is going to hurt. So, and then Braun, once again, throws him in the ambu- ambulance. And then he... Goes into the ring and does his broad pose. Mike, do you remember the poem I said during Raw? Uh, how did it go again? Fuck, it was so funny. Uh, Dude, there was uh, other shit on the show that was so funny. I could, that, like, this that, whole Raw was the comedy fest. I think so what was, was like your this. Pro- Oh, no, this, is, this was your promo. Roses are red, violets are blue. Get back here. I'm not finished with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finished with you! But yeah, it goes, it goes off with that. I, I, I had a tear in my eye. Roses are red. <laughs> Violets are blue. You seem to have forgotten. <laughs> I'm not finished with you! <laughs> so, it was then announced... I'm, 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 I'm going to use that when I go on a date. <laughs> oh, God. It was then announced that Broad, Broad Strowman and Roman Reigns will be facing oh. a great balls of fire, and it will be an ambulance match. Somebody call the damn man the lamb. <laughs> Ambulance, ambulance, please, ambulance! <laughs> oh God! Then yeah. we have the most. Oh my God! You know what? We've had horrible segments before on Raw. Now, granted, the segment we're about to talk about was horrible, but it was too hilarious <laughs> to even call it horrible. Miss TV, which with is the usually ball a... family. <laughs> First of all, who the. F- Fuck are these guys? Surprise, motherfucker! Recent signee to the Los Angeles Lakers. So Ben, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to like, help you along for this. Yeah. The kid that walked out with the uh, flip flops, right, Ben? You saw this? Yes, I saw it. <laughs> he got recently drafted to the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. So he's gonna be playing. It's October, in that same arena that they had, they were at the uh, Staples Center. Okay. Well, and he's they, supposed to play after this. Right. You never know. Okay. It's not because of his fault. It's because of... So... <laughs> I, okay. So, Miz is in the ring. He, he's introducing his guests. Then, LeVar Ball, who is the old man, who, once he took his shirt off, looked, looked like Zeus. Yeah, but it wasn't... It mentioned what happened before. He so, wait, who's, the, who's LeVar the Ball? Is, who's LeVar Ball? Is he a former player? He used to be a former football player, but he, he uh, his sons play basketball. Yep. Right. So LeVar so, basically starts booking it toward the ring, but he's he like runs. swimming. He, he he's runs. swimming while running. He so just like his the hands are in the side, and then he, he jumps in the ring. He can't get up, though. He needed the ambulance for a minute because he was like, I, uh, I, I have I can't get up. in, and I can't get up. <laughs> So his son is there too, which is I think he's like fifteen. Oh uh, yeah, the, but he's the, about. Ben, he's gonna. He's actually with, gonna be in the, the son that was drafted. There was, he has another son, the one with the. Yeah, this one is actually the in the scouting class next year, so he might get scouted too. But after this, 
Yeah, I don't see him making any teams. So basically, The Miz is basically sucking up to them. And then LeVar, basically the whole thing was Miz was like, I need people to, I want to help your brand. And basically LeVar was like, he went off at that point. Basically, yeah, like, and then I don't, this is when I don't, I don't like, want you. I don't want losers. Yeah, and then that's when he, they gave him a First mic. Off, and hold it on, hold on, hold lost. on. I flipped out because you just had your celebrity call your Intercontinental Champion a loser. Now, granted, yeah. he could be a loser, but you don't have people come out there and say it. Yeah. <laughs> you basically had your guest bury your talent. Yep. And not even in a good way. Like, usually the fi- the celebrities are coming out. They're going to mess with the heel. But they don't, like, verbally thrash him in that perspective. LeVar basically made Miz look like an idiot. And then the, is- segment, <laughs> then the segment made a really sharp left turn. When the Miz broke character to try to calm him down. And this, this turned point, into a shoe. Because well, at this point, LeVar is standing up. He took his shirt off. He's trying to run the ropes. He's, he's running around in a circle. Then my least likely person that I like, Dean Ambrose, comes out. His music Dean playing. Ambrose was the same person for the first time. Yeah, say that in a Weird. sentence. Okay. Weird. So, so Dean Ambrose is oh God, coming here we go. His, mu- his music is playing. So you and hear LeVar is, is running the ropes. Beat that. Beep. The, the meanwhile, his son has a mic in his hand. And apparently he didn't realize the mic is on. Or he just didn't give two shits. Because he basically said twice. He said this twice. Beat that N-word ass. Beat that and beep. They cut off the mic. I'm like... Wow. This kid went on national TV and said the N-word. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck it, I'll say it. He basically said, beat that nigga ass. No! (laughs) Oh, my God. Which proceeded to commercial. Yeah, they had to cut this segment so fucking short that (laughs) you felt like, what did I just watch? And we go into six-man tag action when Miz no, and I don't give a shit about that. What do you think? <laughs> what did this segment accomplish? Um, segment of the night? Because Lamelo said beat that, you know. This ad. segment was to promote Ambrose versus The Miz at Great Balls of Fire. And it did literally none of that. You had LeVar Ball, who, who I thought was fucking facing The Miz at the pay-per-view after the first <laughs> segment. LeVar Ball is getting a title shot, folks. There was a lot of balls this show. Did you notice that? This segment. We got this balls. Segment. We got great balls. We got a bowl that needs to get off commentary. So, Mike and Ray, if you could sum up this segment in one, in one sentence, what would you sum it up with? Mike, should we say it on three? One, two, three. three. Beat, Beat that, that nigga. No! <laughs> I didn't yes. say it. Beat that again. There you go. I'm <laughs> not lying. You, he said it. Beat that again. Beat that again. Beat that again. <laughs> so, Mike, what were you going to say? That. <laughs> Just, what was I going to say before that? Um, well, uh, speaking of the great balls of fire pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar showed up. 
And we thought oh, we were going to have another gosh. majestic promo from Paul Heyman. Samoa Joe looked strong because he beat the absolute shit out of Brock Lesnar and choked He basically out. did what LaMelo said to do. He beat Brock yes. ass. <laughs> DJ, he what did Samoa out. Joe do to Brock Lesnar? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> he beat. He did, he did what you do with a Jeep. Beep, Basically, Samoa okay. Joe made Brock Lesnar's face turn pink like Pete Corvus and countless no. He choked him out. He just choked him out. Choked him out. Now, question. Does this help Samoa Joe at this point, or does it hurt Brock? Uh, it it's helps like... Sam- uh, it basically helps Samoa Joe, because now it, it actually shows that there is a chance... There's a chance he can win at the pay-per-view if he locks in that chokehold. So what you're mm. basically saying is uh, Samoa Joe is more of a competent threat to Brock Lesnar than uh, Goldberg at this point. But that's the thing, though. This is what I'm saying, that if it hurt Brock, because remember, Brock still hasn't faced an opponent and won clean or even had dominance against an opponent. He just went off. Both wins that he's had so far were against Goldberg. And even the last one, you can say Goldberg almost beat Brock again. So it's like Brock is still like, can Brock get a win? And meanwhile, Samoa Joe just choked the shit out. So now it's like, uh, I guess Joe's winning at Great Balls of Fire. Which if you don't look at what they're planning, it's like, you know what's going to happen next. But it's like Samoa Joe may has a chance on Raw now. Joe, I feel is like if they're serious, I think if they if, if the plans going forward don't involve Brock, just put the belt on Joe for God's sake. Like there's there's, there's, there's several scenarios of what they can do with this. They can either have Brock beat Joe and, and just have Brock face either Roman or Braun at SummerSlam, or they can do put the belt on Joe and build him up for either Roman Strowman or uh, Finn Balor for SummerSlam. Because there's, there's opportunity. There's opportunity there. And I'm afraid WWE is going to go with the most obvious one, which is Brock and Roman at SummerSlam. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Brock it and is- Roman get in the ring. Roman's going to do that. Oh, yeah, but it's like... It's sad to say that Joe really has no chance at Great Balls of Fire. Because we know that's what the story they're trying to build is because they want to do, I guess, that's what they've been saying is to have Roman next year face Brock again. And it's like, do we really need Roman to look strong again against Brock? The answer is emphatically, yes, damn it. Yes, we do. Give Samoa Joe the reins. It's fucking, it's Samoa Joe getting the rub, which will be look awesome because, okay, it's like Rome, it's Brock and fucking Samoa Joe. This is the new school of fucking MMA, in a sense. Yep. This is this is a dream match that that's pe- that people have been asking for since two thousand six. Yep. But um, speaking of other people that are getting the rub on Raw, Big Cass. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the same way that me and going nuts for as well. By the way, he was wearing his um, black, hey, they don't have merch for me yet, but I'm still transitioning thing. 
basically like Big Phil in 1999. <laughs> yeah, you saw that tweet too? Yep, it's like a side-by-side comparison. Just Big Show with a, like a cut-off black tank. And yeah. Big Cass on Raw had a cut-off black tank. And um, basically, Enzo is basically begging, like, please, man. I need you. Like, if I if you don't if I don't have you, I'm fired. Like, can you please fucking <laughs> please be that my friend again? That was the shoot segment. That was what Enzo really needed to say. Like, please, I don't want to go to two hundred five. My career. <laughs> please help, help me out, Cass. I don't want to go to two hundred five live. They're, They're gonna, gonna boo. boo. I I'm gonna like have to face Enzo. Neville and Tozawa. I don't want to go to 205 live cast. They're going to boo. They're going to see I can't wrestle. I'm only on the mic. And basically, they swerved us. They had Cass and Enzo do a big hug. And then once they got to the top of the ramp, basically Cass clotheslined the shit out of him and then threw him down the ramp, not off the stage, down the ramp. Well, he did what LaMelo Ball wanted. If your friendship is on shaky grounds, don't stand at the top of the ramp together. It's going to (laughs) end that. Wait, Mike, is this what you're planning for, Ben? Ben, all I'm saying is don't give me any ideas. (laughs) All the betrayals that have been happening in wrestling lately, I'm I'm beginning to trust you less and less, buddy, so don't don't impress your luck. Wait, Mike, you shouldn't be talking, because don't you still have a missed thing to go through? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> I really forgot. <laughs> I can't explain to the nice people what he's talking about. Yeah, because you're here now, so we had to tell the people last week, but Mike, no, I don't want, I don't you want can explain. I don't want to explain. So Mike. Me and Mike had a little wager going. Whoever's pick for the BCW Championship Tournament over at the Elks Lodge, who's ever picked lasted longer would win, and who's ever picked got eliminated quicker would lose. Mike's pick, Mike Maxwell Jacob Friedman, unfortunately could not do the tournament, so he had to pick a new substitute of Mike the Man of Steel Verna, whose interview is now available on YouTube. Go check that out. But check still, it out, please. Check it out. It's really good. But the other thing is, Verna, unfortunately, was eliminated, which means Mike is to, at a date to be determined, getting fixed by our, our favorite psycho Superman, Smiley and his... <coughs> Lord Trixie. So, where that'll be in the works soon, and Mike couldn't be more happy. Couldn't you, Mike? Huh. Just, just, just wait till I see him. I'm going to chop him in the throat so he doesn't even get a chance to miss me. Then Trixie kills no. you. Me I'll, and I'll, Ben I'll, are going to be holding you down. Too. And oh, Ben are going to hold you down and make I'm gonna sure. Tell you, I'm going to tell you you said that. You know what? You should be fucking listening to the show anyway, so. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Mike, don't you remember what we said earlier? Don't piss off a Latina. It's not going to work out. You oh, fucked I can, up. I can handle this Latina. Oh, fucking, ooh. 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 They're not just going to spit rice now. Oh, They're Smiley. For you, Mike. Smiley, warm up. Warm, get the mist ready, buddy. I'll it's- take that fucking hammer they use and put up where the sun don't shine. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Wait, Mike, do you want to do a promo now? Promo, promo, promo. promo, promo. No promo. No promo. Okay, but is there anything else from Raw to discuss? Uh, Women. 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 Well, okay, so the women's gauntlet match. Women's gauntlet match. 
I was waiting then, for you, you and remember. me have been seeing too many gauntlets. We saw a gauntlet at FTW, and now there's hold a on, gauntlet on, on, on Raw. Guys, did you guys know that this was the first ever women's gauntlet match in the WWE? You don't say, Mike. They've been doing a lot of first time ever. Oh, my God. The Money in the Bank ladder match was better than this shit. <laughs> because here's why. Here's why. You start why, Mike? Nia Tell Jax us why. You start off with Bailey and Nia Jax. Bad start. Because we've already seen this fucking match 500 times. I think in like three minutes, Nia beat Bailey. Goodbye, uh... Bailey. Then you have Nia destroy the other three participants. Mickey James, Dana Brooke, then Emma. Then we get to the final two. It's Nia versus Sasha. At that point, you're thinking, Yay. for the love of God, actually do something with Nia. Please. But basically, Vince McMahon's like, fuck you. And they have Sasha with the gauntlet match. Yep. Basically, at Great Balls of Fire, we are getting Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks, which is not a bad match, but the only reason she's only getting this match is because she's nominated for Female Athlete for the Teen Choice Awards. Pretty much. But that's the thing, though. It's not a bad match on paper. Just the way they booked it to get to that was horrible. It's garbage. They it's had like, Nia okay, Jax- have Sasha earn the write-up, and then, okay... They're at an even playing field. No. You had fucking Nia Jax destroy everyone. She can't beat one more? Really? <laughs> it undercut any, like... You wonder, you wonder what also the problem is, too? Is that, I swear, on next week, they're going to say... Basically, they're going to have Nia Jax come out and basically forget everything that happened uh, in that gauntlet and be like, Hey, Lexi, I'm your best friend. Remember... Triple threat, triple threat, triple threat, triple threat. Oh, my God. Nia Jax is the most... Her character, the way they've been booking her, she is the most stupid diva... Oh, I'm sorry, woman on the roster. Mike, remember, she's not like most girls. Oh, and I'm not like most men, but you don't hear me saying that a thousand times. <laughs> I think what she meant was the brain cells, Mike. <laughs> And on the but yeah so yeah Do the you women's want to hammer up your ass? So yeah, raw. And, so who would you say since it's the first time we've done a full comparison? Who would you say won the week as far as um raw paper raw? Uh, you know who I say wins the week? Lamelo Ball. Yep, Lamelo. Smackdown lost, Raw lost, Lamelo Ball wins. And before we get into HOG predictions, which we're going to talk about, can I tell you guys about one more weird indie story I found, I, I just got? Oh, no. Did you hear that somebody stole Jeff Cobb's credit card at an indie, at an indie sh- uh, show and used it to buy $600 worth of Taco Bell? Yo quiero Taco Bell. And he tweeted out to this person, I hope you get diarrhea for a year. With six hundred dollars worth of Taco Bell, they probably will. Definitely. You know what? You know what Jeff Cobb needs to do. He needs to. Yep. I think the Taco Bell is gonna do that to his stomach. Two more times, DJ. Two more times. 
Okay, that counts. Correct. And so, I just wanted, I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there, just a little extra nugget of news. And up next, we are going to do some House of Glory, never trust a snake prediction. So, guys, are you? I'm actually so sorry to admit, but you guys will not be attending this one, sadly. (laughs) Ray, you have some business you need to attend to, I'm correct. And Mike, you have a family trip, I believe. Correct. Yeah, we're both sorry I have to miss this show, but family, sadly, does come first. So it is going to be a good show. We do wish all you do attend. Tweet at us. Let us know what's happening. See you in August. <laughs> so up so let's um so let's quickly go through. Let's go What's the song playing? I'm confused. I don't really care if you care cry. If you cry. I, really I like for some reason our DJ really loves that song. You know what's weird? This song is slowly growing on me, really slowly. I'm actually kind of enjoying it now. But next up, let's talk about HOG Never Trust Snake this Saturday, July 1st at the Queensboro Elks Lodge in Elmhurst, New York. Um, first of all, let's take it from let's take it from the uh, bottom of the card here. It's going to be the Break the Glass Ceiling Battle Royal. And the winner will receive a shot at any House of Glory wrestling championship uh, event, any place, anywhere, anytime. Which is basically this. This is um the event where this is the stipulation where Anthony Gangone won his um won his contract that he used to cash it in. Correct. I think it was something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Gangone won similar. that for one year. Yep. So, well, who do you guys think is going to win the Battle Royal this Saturday? Uh, Ooh, Mike, you I'm first, because I have an interesting pick for this. I'm going I'm to say Evander. Ben, do you have a pick? Because mine's going to shock my, a lot of people. My personal pick, honestly, I am going to go with, since he's he's won a Battle Royal in the past, I'm going to go with my man, uh, Leroy Green. Ooh. Okay. And Ray, who you got? This is a this is a weird because a lot of fans are gonna be like, at an HOG show. I've been talking to you guys about it. You guys are calling me crazy, but looking at his post recently and saying on seven one he'll be making a debut at a show. I think this is the perfect time because win a title shot on your first day. I say the cr- man that leading a crusade for change. I say Darius Carter debuts at House of Glory on Saturday. And win the whole damn battle. Mm, uh, there are other indie shows going on on the first. Too I many don't... heels. Too many heels if that happens. Yes, there are a lot of shows going on. There's going to be that, Jersey All Pro. But I still say this is the show that he will debut. Would be interesting. Let's see what happens. And also, just announced today, it is going to be... Uh, Sonia Strong facing a representative of her vi- of her rival Violet, and if Sonia wins, she will get Violet in a Bronx street fight. Ooh, 
And the representative who Sonia Strong has picked is a person who we had interviewed on this show just a few weeks ago, the lovely Miss Nikki Adams. So for more proof that if you come on our show, you get over to fuck. Yeah. So I am going to go with I'm gonna go with Sonia on that one. Uh Sonia. Yeah, I say Sonia, because we need to see this street fight. She Honestly, needs to get the vote. We need, we need a street fight in our lives. For sure. Yeah. And next up, it is going to be... Oh, this is a good one. And by the way, speaking of interviews, this Saturday, we are going to be conducting a one-on-one interview with former CZW heavyweight champion Chainsaw Joe Gacy, oh. who is also going up against the former... Crown Jewel champion, cash flow, Ken Broadway, and what is sure to be an amazing match. Mike, who have you got? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Gacy on this one. Ray, what about you? Ooh, do I go with a pro wrestling maniac or do I go with cash flow, Ken? Uh, I have to say Ken. He's going on redemption to try to get his title back from Leo. I think he has this match in the bag. Uh, I am also going to go with Joe Gacy because I'm slowly but surely becoming a big fan of his. And Is it that next... trying to look good before you do an interview on Saturday? Uh, a little you from don't want him to A. Uh, a little from column A, <laughs> a little from column B. Here we go. And next up... Ben, the Ben, And next up... Ooh, this is a... Uh, Hey, Mike, it's your best buddy. Smiley is going to be holding an open challenge in his first match at HOG since joining House of Gangone. Well, it's kind of hard to predict who's going to win, but honestly, this isn't something we can really predict, but I guarantee you Smiley's going over in any case. He's going to break someone's arm. Yep. Uh, You know what? I'm going to say uh, Smiley loses. Oh, because you... Not because of the bet. But more of like to build up his story that he joins the house again, going, and he still can't win. I don't say that. I probably what I see happening with this story is probably Smiley is going to be turning halfway through, so he's going to notice what he's doing is wrong and be like, it's going to be a face. Most likely, it'll be one of the private party. Someone's going to come out and be like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to beat your conscience back into you, and he's going to notice. Wait, you're my friend. Gangon tells him, finish it. Breaks the arm. One, two, three. Smiley walks out victorious. So that's all our predictions for the Smiley uh, House of Gangon Open Challenge. And next up, it is going to be a triple threat tag team match to determine the newly vacated HOG Tag Team Champions. They've been championships. They were vacated by EYFBO, a.k.a. LAX. So and the three teams uh, fighting for the belts are going to be the New York Wrecking Crew with Matthew Ryan Shapiro, the Ooh. Super Savages, Caveman, and Monte, and the Ooh. team of TJ Marconi and Brian Burgundy, Really Big Boot Party. Mike, who have you got and why? I'm surprised, uh, uh, I'm surprised the Prime Party's not in this match, right? Nope. I'm, I'm surprised they're actually not. I think, you know what? I think probably Mark Quinn or Isaiah is going to answer the smiley challenge. So I think that's Didn't why. Didn't I just say that? 
I don't know. I'm I'm tired as fuck. Why are you but, not uh, listening to the to their podcast at the moment? Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, Marconi and Burgundy. Good. And me, I am going to go with the New York Wrecking Crew. Mm. Oh, actually, there is a, actually funny enough. I actually just found it. There is going to be a six-man tag team match between Private Party, Tank, and the House of Gangone. Oh, well, fuck, well, fuck me, silly. Okay, so, so I guess they're not answering the smiley so, open challenge. Never mind. And I, and I am going with. Uh, and I am going with. Uh, I'm going with Private Party and Tank on that one. Okay, well, I guess for the tag team how's, title, House of Gangone. They need to win the match. <laughs> for the tag team titles, I think I'm going to choose. I'll be the third vote, and I'll say Savages. We'll have different picks for that one. Now, for the six-man tag, I think House of Gangone really does need this win, so I'll go with House of Gangone. And last but also, not but least. Try not to have a fight with Thomas Odin again. Please, no fucking you're promises. alone. You're alone. No, I'm gonna, we can't no, I'm help do you. More than that. I'm picking fights with both Smiley and Thomas Odin. No, you're alone, oh. Ben. I can handle myself. Ben, tonight, I'm not there this, to tonight on News 12. Tonight on News 12. Local local white boy injured by two wrestlers. Mike, should we try to rush back in time for that? No. I don't want to see Ben die. <laughs> no. and, that, way, that way at 2 in the morning I get a phone call from his dad. Be like, where's my son? Oh, I don't know. I don't you know. Call, you get a call then from... I get a call from a, prison. You get a call hey, from... are you a lawyer? You get a, you get yeah. a call from Uji Schnagenheimer. <laughs> Mr. Falbo, we give you one phone call. Can I call my co-host? Okay. <laughs> look at you like, not your parents? No, no my podcast co-host. And next up in the main, in your main event, it is going to be the one above all, Anthony Gangone, the HOG champion, versus the man of the hour, crown jewel champion, Leo Rush. And just announced this minute, the winner will be taking both titles in a winner-take-all match. Ooh. So with go, that, Leo, go. Go, go Leo, Leo go. go. Screw it. I'm going with Leo Rush. Gangone needs to fall. Ooh. So wait, I see no, what's happening wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. It's nope. both belts? So both Gangone's belts winning. Does that mean Leo's going to the E? Ooh. Uh, fuck. Because they're doing... <sighs> I would like to see Leo win, but Gang Gold's gonna win because he has to face Red in August. He doesn't have to, but it looks that, like that's where it's that's going. The, that, that's the obvious thing to do. Unless they do a triple threat. Leo or Red and Gang or a DQ finish. Triple threat or or fatal four way. Just throw fucking Broadway in there. Red, Broadway, Rush, and Gang Gold. Mm, Winner take all. Winner take all. Gosh. So those are our predictions. So I am going to go with Leo Rush. I think we both picked Gangone already. Are you going with Leo, Mike? I'm going with Leo. Mike? Honestly, just have a good Go with match. your heart, Mike. Just, just have, have a good match. Uh, oh, I'm gonna... My heart says Leo, but my mind says Gangone. I'm just going to go with Gangone. And so those are our predictions for House of Glory, Never Trust a Snake, this Saturday at the Queensboro Elks Lodge, July 1st, at eight, Saturday at 6 p.m. It is going to be one hell 
of a show. And don't forget. And you can meet Jake the Snake Roberts. Roberts. And you can meet Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, man, I don't get to meet Jake. God damn it. And before we wrap things up, there is one more thing (laughs) to talk about this week. Have either of you checked out Glow on Netflix? I have. I haven't had a chance to. So we're just going to do a non-spoiler. We're going to do a non-spoiler review. Just a quick review before we wrap things up. If you haven't watched Glow yet and you're a wrestling fan, go watch it. And if you're not a wrestling fan, still go watch it. Because it's a Basically, if you have a Netflix account or you have a buddy that has one, just choose that show. Just watch it. the only thing you have to binge watch. You're going to see appearances from many stars that you see now in Lucha Underground, TNA. We're not going to say who because we don't want to spoil it again. But just anyone that lives in a Hollywood area. Think of Hollywood. Definitely. They're on this show. Just think of, like, the PWG Lucha Underground, like, California-based promotions, and you'll you'll get an idea of who we're talking about. But, yeah, for those who don't know, like, one of the cast members is... um, is, is Awesome Kong. She plays one of the wrestlers on the show. And Mark Marin, a famous comedian, plays the skeezy Hollywood promoter who's helping them with the whole thing. The who's show is, is... Who's on coke all the time. It's hilarious. The show is 80s as hell. They use all these different 80s songs. Like, they're, they're like pizza delivery guys and like a, a drug dispensing robot. It's, like, it's awesome. It's, it's such an awesome it's show. It's a great show. You're going to like it. You're going to see... Because a lot of people's or thoughts on this show are going to be, oh, it's just going to show a bad side of wrestling. No, it no, doesn't. It's actually a good side. They're showing what, I guess, somewhat of how to train, but horribly. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's a good show. Please check it out. You're going to see a sure. lot of stars on there. You're going to see some interesting comedy, some dark comedy, because there are a few dark jokes in there. But again... Enjoy the show. Awesome if Kong's li- on there. If, if you like, she's playing Orange- someone that supposedly does not know how to wrestle, which is weird, which is hilarious. Only- if you like, if you like Orange is the New Black, you'll like this because that is a lot of interesting, diverse Ooh. female cast members. Lots of fun, Mike. You should definitely check it out, and we you should definitely give your thoughts on that when you eventually see it. Will do. And so, hey, what episode are you up to? Because I'm on five. I, I finished. Oh, I finished it. Oh God damn it! I need to catch up. <laughs> it's it's it, it ends. Pretty awesome. Trust me. You got to get to it. And so with all of that out of the way, let's get into plugging all of our shit. If you want to follow us on all that good social media, you can follow us at our Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on the Twitters at the GAWP Show. And you can follow us on our, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We have a brand new interview with, with a, with Indie Darling and uh, possible WWE prospect Mike, Mike the Man of Steel Verna. You can go ahead and listen to that. Give that a click. Give that a like. Give that a listen. And uh, Mike, where can they listen to this episode as well as all the old episodes and interviews? Good question. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podtastic, and TuneIn Radio. And The Law, where can they get your t-shirt as well as all of the other t-shirts? Well, you can get them all at Public. Flash Gop. You can buy mine because that's the only one you're going to actually want to wear in public because that's the best shirt on there. Get the Ray FN Law t-shirt. Buy them all though because give these guys some money. They need it. And you can also get me a Mike's t-shirts. We're objectively better because it's us. 
yeah, that's your opinion. And I won the Twitter poll. And don't forget, you can enter the DJ Love You Long Time art contest right now. Don't forget, check the rules on the Facebook page. Once again, the prize is if you can submit the best artwork of what you think our humble DJ looks like by July 15th, you will win a free t-shirt from our Tee Public Store. Your design will be added to the Tee Public Store for a limited time only. And you will get, yes, you will get to appear on a GAWP episode with us at a time of your choosing. So, guys, hurry up. July 15th is fastly approaching. Ooh. Get your art Wait. in quick, guys. Ben, don't forget to mention what's happening that same week on July 12th or 13th, depending on what day. Depending on what day. As we announced last week, we were going to be having a special guest for our 40th episode. We were going to have former pro wrestling magic heavyweight champion, the king of New York, EC Negro, is coming to GAWP. It is going to be a hell of a lot of fun the King of New York coming to JWP. So, guys. We're going to have I, royalty on for the first time. Yeah. We're having some royalty. Mike, so, what do you think? We're having a king on. What do you think? Well, as a king of the milk style, don't be an. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't even say that with a straight face. couldn't even say that with a straight face. And gone. And gone. Easy Nagro's going to beat that. That note. What the name? What the name? Hello, oh, God, no, no. <laughs> Guys, Cody Rhodes, the world champion, but no. No, no. it's Cody Rhodes will be winning the IWGP championship this weekend. Can you again? Let's go. Uh, I call it now. So, guys, Why? this is starting to pull down. So, tell you what, once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. There will be no show without you. Follow that social media. Go subscribe to the YouTube and go buy yourself a t shirt. Submit to the art contest and stay tuned for the EC Negro interview. I am Avenging Ben. I'm Whole Milk Mike. And I'm the Law Raven Mundo. Follow the law. Hello. And don't, thank you for listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And Mike, don't forget. I caught a bullet. He's going to call the police on our madness. Call the police on our madness. Call the police. Enjoy the summer, folks. It's hot. <laughs> I was looking at all the life there were This is a sad song to end the show with rocks and things there were sand and hills and Adios folks The first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with no clouds The heat was hot and the ground was dry but the air was full of sound Why does this song remind me of a horse? I think it's horse of no shame. Ooh. I think it's horse of no shame. Oh. Wait, horse. Oh, God. Wait a minute.
This again? <sighs> okay, this is actually See you next week, to, folks. This is starting to become kind of spooky. We're gonna we're gonna just start we're gonna start investigating this whole horse thing. This is starting to get weird. So guys, join the madness. He's coming for us. Get